Hello and welcome to the Corgi Town USA podcast. I'm Candy Kemp and this is Chuckles in my lap. He is the spokes Korg of Corgi Town USA and the president of the Corgi Committee. With me is always. I'm Catherine Cohen. Executive producer of the executive podcast. Korg mom. Korg mom. Uh, cattle dog mom. Mm -hmm. oh, cat, yeah. cat mom. Cat mom. Chicken mom. Cat the cat mom. Cat, cat the cat, cat mom. chicken mom. Cat the cat and chicken mom. <laughs> yep. So we have Digby, he's chair, and then Wiggins, our honorary corgi. He is. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about carts. We are. Yeah. So in a few weeks ago, we had Tawny Beckman on from Shade Out DM. And DM is? Degenerative myelopathy. It is horrible. Yeah. Canine ALS. Yes. And I just learned about it through this podcast, actually, through working with you on the podcast. We're doing our job. And... Um, it's just it's it's horrible it's terrible it's sad yeah. um i know that they do some testing for it that's one the only way to prevent it that's the only testing way to, before breeding before before breeding yeah. like don't breed and then test and go oops yeah so make sure that the breeders it, that you're maybe using are testing yes that's that's a very important test is is the dm test and there are we're finding out there are some arguments that we get against it but i just personally have not been convinced i think that they should test for it no matter what because yes the maybe all of the research is not out however we do know for sure that we can test to see if they're going to have carrier to carrier and we can avoid a a litter being affected. Yes. Even if there's a percentage they don't get it, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. So we we ask, please, if you decide to get a puppy from a breeder, please make sure they do DM testing. But Absolutely. We're going to talk about uh, the other program that Tawny from DM, uh, Shade Out DM, has, and that's Casey's Cruiser. So her corgi, Casey, had DM uh, many years ago. They looked for uh, the diagnosis and yes. trying to figure out what was going on and it wasn't it wasn't well known at that time no and and it's it it's a tremendously it's a heartbreaking story so please look for it in our past episodes yes and have a box of tissues it is a heartbreaking story it we is have a couple we also brought on miriam valere right she wrote another new normal her court she's had a couple of dm corgis i believe yes but she did write a book about what yeah so, but we're going to talk about carts today and we're yes. going to talk about um, the cart program and how important it is to have carts. So should we bring, bring absolutely, I think we should bring on okay, our guest. Let's bring on Tani. Tani, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing today? Great. How are you? <laughs> we're good. We're yeah. good. We're looking yeah. forward to all this delicious uh, knowledge you're going to drop on us today yes. about carts. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and uh, speaking of DM, that is something that uh, uh, dogs with DM cannot regulate their own body temperature. So the heat is really takes an extra toll oh. on them. I did anyway. not know that. You yeah. educated me already. Okay. But we, so... do, we do carts for all different things, not just um, sure. DM. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to talk, um, I did bring in studio here. This is, so my first Corgi Lilo, um, he lived at 15. Thankfully he was not 
affected by DM, but he, um, he started to have some arthritis. So this particular cart here is actually my family's cart. My aunt purchased this because her Corgi, uh, her first Corgi, we think probably had DM. She had lost, uh, she had lost control of her back legs, but this, this was her cart. And so when Lilo started having really bad arthritis, I brought this back with me and he used it a couple of times. It kind of helped him where he wasn't having to get up and move around if we were walking around outside. Um, and he did pretty well in it. Uh, but this, you, can you tell us about this cart? Cause you, you're pretty familiar with this. Yeah. This is that, a different looks, kind of cart. that looks like a canine cart, which is a very good cart. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all really good, uh, carts. There's, it really depends on the pup. Um, it, it's kind of like fitting a pair of jeans, you know, some cuts fit dogs differently than other pups. Um, I'm a horse trainer, so it's very important to fit the right size saddle on a horse or they cause yeah. um, soreness in a certain areas. And the dogs are really good about telling us um, if a cart is too heavy or improperly fit, they won't go, they won't walk. But um, it, uh, one thing I'd like to add is it's very important that you get your vet's advice as far as um, you know, putting them into a cart because if in fact it is a disc injury instead, you could injure them more by oh, not, yeah. not having them, you know. So it's really important that um, people do this at the advice of their vet. Um, and through Casey's Cruisers, we do have an application process. And all that is, is um, looking that your vet uh, has looked over everything. You know, some vets aren't not... Um, even familiar with DM and uh, we're hearing over and over like it's this and this and this and this and all the signs are kind of matching up as DM but we want to make sure that it's with your vet's consent that we send you a cart because um, and that's where we'll, we'll take the time and um, talk with the vet and say are you familiar with DM you know that kind of thing and and um, a lot of times they're not so, um, but a lot of times they are, and uh, they say, oh, absolutely, we want to make sure that this dog gets a cart, because it gives them freedom. Right, so so asking questions is very important, and I'm going to mm -hmm. say, uh, dear listener, dear viewer, um, those who are listening and not viewing, we have brought in my cart here, and I'll just give a brief description. It's got some straps to affix um, to the front part of their body, or yeah, the front part of their body, and then it has loops that are... Um, what would you call those shaped? They're shaped to go around those back stumpers, those back legs and kind of stabilize. So, so that that's called the saddle where they the sit. Saddle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or leg rings. Yeah. Okay. Leg rings. That's a good description. Yeah, <laughs> leg rings. Yeah. If you're trying to describe it to someone listening yes. to their leg rings. Right. So that's the cart we have. And so now we, we know what kind that is. So let's talk about, and we do want to go into the applications and things like that. But first, Tony, will you please tell us, I believe at one point you had mentioned when you were trying to make Casey more comfortable that you started making your own. Well, uh, at the time, I had never heard of degenerative myelopathy. And uh, the five vets and three chiropractors that I went to, none of them had either. And so uh, please know I'm never knocking any vets. It's, it's all a learning process for all of us. So um, at the time, I was being told, oh, it's just temporary. It's not, it's not, you know, it, it's just a, a temporary moment, you know. And um, but yeah, you could put her into a cart and um, my husband, who's a wonderful cork dad, um, he just went, oh my gosh, $700 for a cart? 
I can't do that, you know? So long story short, um, I said, well, it was just temper. I can, and I worked with the chiropractor and I'm kind of crafty. So I just started building it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of tutorials off of, um, Facebook or um, what is it? The internet, you know, like, I don't know. There's like YouTube. That's what I'm trying to think of. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, tutorials and, and that, but honestly um, for her, I, I didn't understand I, all the carts I'd seen. Um, they had the stirrups and I thought you had to put her feet up. And at that time she was still using her back legs and I didn't want to put her feet up. So um, I, I, I just started, I, I built uh, a cart that actually, it didn't have the saddle. It actually had like a little sling for her to sit in and um, just support her belly. She also had a tumor in her belly. So a lot of people think she was just fat, but it actually was a tumor. If you can see, it's kind of bulging over the side of her cart there. That's fluff and, and tumor. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but the vet kept saying, it doesn't bother her. It doesn't bother me. And it bugged me more than anybody. <laughs> um, but it, her cart didn't even rub on it. I mean, we fit it properly, you know. So anyway, um, but yeah, I built the first the first one and she took off in it and and tore around and ended up breaking it. Oh, and no. I would fix it. <laughs> and it got to a point where I couldn't fix it anymore. So I tried to build her another cart and I just couldn't get it, the angles right. I couldn't get it just right. And her body had developed the disease had developed more so her her body had changed some so I just I, I couldn't get right and so at that time um Bobby with uh Corgis on Wheels uh loaned me a cart which was really nice I'd never heard of them and they're amazing um Bobby's incredible and I still work very closely with her even though um this is this program is not in not in competition with Corgis on Wheels at all. I, I think Bobby is amazing. I learned my information from Bobby and uh, she's very, very supportive of everything. And I still go to her with questions about things. And um, in my eyes, she's the expert. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, but they do specialize only in Corgis. And so uh, that's when, because I have more than just a Corgi, um, that's when uh, we thought it was important to offer something for all breeds. And so that's when we started doing the um, the program Casey's Cruisers um, Bandits. I had borrowed the the rear wheel cart for Casey and from Bobby with Corgis on Wheels. And um, when the disease was progressing up to her front, like you'll notice in the picture, um, that was a quad cart. And Bandits all helped me purchase that quad cart for her, which is a, a $750 cart. So. Um, yeah, yeah, and and so we cleaned up the, the cart we had borrowed from Corgi Aid as best we could, cleaned it up and sent it back to Bobby to be used for the next pup, and uh, it's a bittersweet thing to send carts back, um, but thankfully in my position at the time, it was for a good reason in that she got another cart, so um, anyway. Yeah, that's no, that's awesome. Thank you for that. So as we're talking about this, yeah, for anyone who is facing that their corgi needs a cart, be it for DM or injury or what have you, what, what would you say? Yeah. Um, what would you say? How do you introduce the cart to your corgi? And when do you decide to do that? What would be your advice there? So that's a really good question. It depends on the pup. 
So um, typically we say it's helpful to um, introduce it while they're still standing, um, while they're still able to get around on their own. But a lot of dogs, I'm going to say dogs in general because it's not just limited to corgis, um, are uh, not ready for the cart yet. They're still getting around just fine and they don't think they need it. And, and some of them, the cart, and they don't need it. Don't make them do it if they don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it is important for them to start, you know, just get it out of the box, leave it in the middle of the living room, let everybody get used to having it around. That's yeah. the main thing. You can also, some of the carts, like yours doesn't have a harness. It's got the strap that goes around their body. Um, but some of them have a harness and the pups are not used to wearing things. So put the harness on, let them just wear the harness around, you know, let them get used to wearing things. And then it's not as big of a change for them. But once they're, um, they're down, uh, most of them are grateful to have the wheels. You know, it's just a matter of time when they, when they're ready. Very rarely do we have a pup that that doesn't take to them um and uh, occasionally like i mean probably since we've been doing this maybe five dogs have have not taken to them that's it they all really take to them and i i think you know some of it, it's all in the presentation and that's you know me being a horse trainer again if i tell a horse um oh get in the ring it's going to be horrible for you get in the horse trailer you know they're not going to go Right. But if I go in and say, hey, if you want to go for a trail ride, <laughs> yeah. you got to get on the trailer. Uh, then they go, oh, well, you know, and they find out they go and it, it's a wonderful thing. They had a really good time. They walk right into the horse box every single time, you know. So it's, it's a lot of it is the presentation and the reward. Um, but Corky's incentive. Are very, yeah, incentive yeah, and yeah, positive yeah. reinforcement. Right. Yeah. yeah snacks. <laughs> snacks are good. Um, but, snacks are always good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like snacks. But, Corgis are very much like horses in that they can be stubborn. Uh, no way. The no. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, I was helping a lady with a lab, and he was just happy, 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 happy about everything. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that really is a, a breed difference sometimes, you know? Um, but in, whereas Casey, and it's not a negative thing, it just means you have to work a little harder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, um, we are Casey, painfully aware. <laughs> yes. Very but Casey so. was glad. Um, but back to when you should do it, if you do it while they're still standing, they're still able to hold themselves, it's a lot easier on you because you can get accurate measurements with them holding themselves up. It's difficult to get the measurements when they're laying down and not holding themselves up. I've, I did it a lot of times, and it's very difficult to do as a one-person job. Yeah. Um so it's easier when they're still up. This this cart that's in the studio with me, that was Kira's, uh, that was my aunt's dog that used it. Lilo and Kira were, I would say similar in size, but Lilo was definitely different dimensions. He was a big corgi. He was he was probably about 38 pounds, but he wasn't fat. He was just long and he was start. We used to say he was substantial. And he <laughs> but he was he was such a roll with it dude. He was so back like just so laid back. And so when I brought the card out, he was kind of like, we're doing this. All right, cool. Like he just, he was easy, but I think that's a very important question. Cause that's, it can scare them. like chuckles, which chuckles thankfully has been tested. He's not supposed to be affected. Um, but he chuckles doesn't like anything over his head. 
So mm -hmm. even something like a piece of paper, you can put a piece of paper in front of him, it's no big deal. But if you hold it over his head, he starts running and cowering. Ever since he was a puppy, I don't know what his deal is. He just is afraid of things over his head. And so when I respect that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so just just dogs and their quirks and corgis definitely have them. But even bringing the cart into the studio here, Chucky was like, what are you doing? There's something over my head if I lower it. And I Very weird. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, just those kinds of things are things to take into and, account. And let me remind our dear listeners that Chuckles has been your child since birth you gave birth to him if i remember correctly yeah i carried him for nine you months. carried him for not no but <laughs> so if anyone is, is listening to the show thinking oh well he's a rescue and there was a traumatic incident there wasn't no we don't know why he's afraid of things he just is so it's just the, a quirk it's a quirk just like uh i'm terrified of heights um you know just like some people are afraid of water it just it just is i yeah. mean there's no reason for me to be but i am so I push yeah. myself and I go to the edge of the Grand Canyon. Oh gosh! Yeah, oh gosh! That's what I do? That's what you guys do? Well, well so there you go. Casey you go. was afraid of cabinets closing. Really? Yeah, we identified later. It sounded like thunder to her or something. But um, oh. yeah, we when she was a puppy, we went to to school and they closed the cabinet and she freaked out and they kept doing it you know every time they get out treats or whatever and so we ended up just not going to school <laughs> oh but my goodness my first my first girl corgi um before booger i had zelda and zelda, yes. zelda did not like gum if you had chewing gum in your mouth she would cower and run Ooh. away and go wow. into the other room she i, I think this is gum. i think this is fodder for a whole show it is the corgis and it their really quirks. the quirky corgis so quirky corgis. <laughs> Before we get too far off track, that's right. Let's talk more about these carts and potty breaks. And so for Lilo's, it, he couldn't really do number two in this because they kind of have to like scrunch up, at least not in the cart that's here. But he could number one, no problem, because he would just roll out and go and it was fine. So how do the potty breaks work with these with these carts? Yeah, so um there's a lot of uh, different thoughts on that. Um, basically, I get people saying, oh, my dog is incontinent. And um, a lot of times uh, they're not necessarily incontinent. Uh, we always suggest to get them checked for a UTI because if they're having accidents, the majority of the time, I'd say probably about 85, 90% of the time that, of people we talk to, we tell them go get it, go get checked for a UTI and they do, and it is a UTI. So once it's treated, it's fixed, no problem. Um, the cart is nice because as long as you have everything aligned under there, um, they they can go just fine they, with tinkle, whatever. I mean, the, the no problem at all. Um, we used to call it a tinkle trail. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, they still, like Casey, didn't have a use of her back legs, but she could could still, like in, in the earlier stages, when she was in her cart, she'd be going along and then she'd pick up her feet while she wheeled and tinkled along the way. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, tinkling is just fine. And... Um, you know, if you don't align the little girl parts, um, it just gets all over the cart and you got to clean it, you know. Um, but as far as number two goes, they do eventually start to go number two also. Um, it it, it uh, is a lot of the reason I'm tripping over my thoughts here is because um, it's very important. Casey's chiropractor told us that it's important to give handicapped dogs a 
And I'm not giving advice. I'm just passing along the advice that I use that worked because I'm not a vet. Um, but uh, to give them a little scoop of pumpkin, uh, canned pumpkin in their morning and dinner, you know, in their food when they get it. And a couple, like four or five little green beans um, that are, that kept Casey totally, her soul was soft. So she didn't have to like bear down and try to push or anything like that. And it popped right on out. It wasn't loose or anything, you know. So it's important to have a, have their diet just the balance just right so that you're getting uh you know and they're not having to work at it um and you know it's funny because it works so well i just keep doing that with the dogs that i have now and they have perfect poo-poos every single time so um but yeah people will say that their stool incontinent as well and i i don't think that's it i, I think they do lose the ability to know that they're going um but for me, I was just grateful that she went and I never had to do the um, expressions, you know. I mean, I did I did have to, the last couple weeks uh, um, is when I finally had to express her urine, her bladder. Um, but, um, that, I mean, I was really lucky. Casey did everything on her own. Yeah. And um, it actually, for her, it got to a point where Sometimes she wouldn't go at home. We have a, a back patio here, so I just have thought. I don't have, like, a big yard. And um, so she decided, no, I don't need to go. But we were on a very strict four-hour schedule to try to keep her from getting the UTIs. And um, she, uh, when she decided she wasn't going to go, I would put her in the car to go up the street to the park and she'd go right when we get in the car it was kind of like a <laughs> like you know when you set a baby in their in their um carriage uh, on the dryer or washer or something you know to soothe them i think that's what it was a lot like that a lot yeah um, this is so nice and relaxing yeah <laughs> and I I start up the truck so the air conditioner would be on and let it cool down and then i'd bring her out and put her in the truck and whoop there it goes and oh my i still took her to the park because that was like kind of her reward for going <laughs> yeah that's good that's, well it's good to know though that that is possible with the carts but you bring up a good point so we a few weeks ago we had talked to the korg mom from three crazy corgis she actually has four crazy corgis now but <laughs> she has buttercup who uh, has um an injury a disc injury so buttercup isn't in, in a cart and they have they do they do have to express buttercup's bladder mm -hmm. but they also now have boots which is a puppy that came from a breeder right that was uh they had a birth defect and boots has just little nubs up front so not actual full form fully formed corgi stumps and she was working with the university to have a cart a front cart built so you had mentioned Something about the quad carts, but they also have front carts. So can you give us sort of a brief description of the different kind of carts? We have quad cart, front cart, rear carts. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I take so a note. <laughs> there's only a couple companies that do the front wheel carts. Uh, I, from what I understand, the other two companies are, are – or three companies are, um, you know, they, they have plans, they're in development, um, but it's, they're not happy with what they've come up with yet. So they don't have something available. Um, it's real important to me to support all the cart companies. So I don't like to yeah. say names for anything. Sure. Um, just because 
they're all in it for the same reason to help all the pups. So I love them all. I think they're all amazing. Um, you know, some are more Cadillac like, whereas others are more hardy and, um, like Casey uh, was pretty rough on her carts, so I can tell you there are certain carts that wouldn't have lasted very long with her. She was a um, corgi. Turbo yeah, corgi. but then on the other <laughs> yeah. hand, you get a, a corgi that won't go because the cart's too heavy, so a lighter weight cart is better for them, you know? Yeah. So what did you just ask me? <laughs> Oh, front wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> different kind of different kind of carts. We have quad quad cart, rear cart, front cart, just kind of just a sort of a brief overview. Right. I mean, I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but your descriptions are pretty pretty thorough. So I just kind of wanted to give the, our audience a, a little description. The cat's losing it over there. So um <laughs> yeah, I'm, so. I'm getting corgi dust in my uh, corgi fur <laughs> in my eye, and I'm like trying to knock it off. Yeah, walk it walk off. Walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I forget, so the rear wheel carts are typically designed to support the rear end of the dog. Um, and that is in a regular, very regular case, unfortunately. Um, always with degenerative myelopathy and uh, a lot of disc injuries and, and things like that. Um, like the pup you're talking about when it, it's a, a born congenital deformity, um, then yeah, a lot of times they do have the stump stumps on their, for their arms and they, that, that needs to be custom. All of that needs to be custom. Um, it's very important that it is fitting the dog. And, um, like if it's an amputee, we have like a patch that goes on the cart to give them something to lean on, you know? So, so that there are amputee, um, uh, accessories for the carts. Um, we, we've provided a few carts for amputee dogs, um, mostly a hind leg or something. Um, but you know, a lot of them are really good at getting around without a cart, you know? So, uh, overall, if the vet feels the dog can go without a cart, he should go without a cart because once he starts in a cart, he becomes dependent on you. You have to right. be totally committed to them. You have to, you know, they can't be in the cart. Um, you put them in in the morning and leave them all day. You can't do that. Um, you've got to in and out, in and out, in and out all the time. And, um, like typically we say, try not to leave them in the cart for longer than an hour. Uh, Casey, I would try to stick to that rule and I'd take her out of her cart and she'd be, um, like scooting around and then she'd go right back to her cart saying, I want, I want, I want, I want. <laughs> so, like, um, I turbo again, I have more turbo, turbo work today. Right. <laughs> he loved her cart. And, I mean, it got to the point with her, I'd say, do you want to put on your wheels? And she'd scoot herself over to her wheels and start barking Aww. to put them on. That's so, I, like I said, I was very lucky with Casey. She was very determined and she knew that that was a tool for her and it gave her a lot of freedom and she loved that. Um, gave me a few heart attacks. Uh, and so yes. going with the, so I knew that she was um, not uh, doing as well in her rear wheel cart. Um, we had made all the adjustments. You have to keep adjusting it as our body changes, yep. but, um, she's slowed down a lot. And, uh, if you notice, like in some of the pictures with her, uh, her right front foot was dirty in a lot of the pictures. 
And that's because the disease was moving up her spine. And so it, her right front foot was, she was tripping a lot and she got to where she didn't want to walk because she was tripping. And there was a couple of times she tripped and bumped her chin and then she would not walk. And so um, a, a few people online said, um, oh no, don't put her in a quad car. She's not ready for that. And I just had to listen to her. I mean, it was where she would only walk if I, if I held, held the leash up for her and like gave her a little bit of attention to help tell her it's okay. I won't let you fall. And, um, so at that point I was like, yeah, we need to get her a quad cart. So I put her in the quad cart, which is all four wheels. It's supporting the hind end and the front end. And a lot of the carts have a, a front end attachment you can add to your cart, but being that the one that I had borrowed, it didn't have a front wheel attachment with it. And I didn't know at the time that you I could have purchased it. Um, and so I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I got her the front wheel car, I thought, okay, well, I put her in it. We went to the park because I don't have a big yard here. And I put her in it at once I had made all the adjustments and stuff. And I was getting Spencer out of the car because he always had to wait until Casey was ready. And um, within a split second, I turn around and she was headed straight towards the ditch. I mean, as at Mach 500 speed, I didn't think she could go that fast anymore. But yeah, wow. I, so a few heart attacks come with it. <laughs> can imagine, can imagine. So with added mobility comes a different danger. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and and I, I mean, she got to where she wouldn't walk. I mean, so clearly, all she needed was those front wheels. And get on your running shoes, mom, because this time we're going, we're going. You're going you jogging. Go. You're going jogging. So if if the card is needed because of an injury mm -hmm. uh, instead of unfortunately DM or, or some other, uh, you know, condition, do you find it hard to, uh, as, as the pup gets better, do you find it hard to uh, move them off of the, you know, turbocharged cart and back on to, Hey, you can walk. Now you need to walk. I'm glad you asked that. Cause I was told, Oh, you don't want to put her in a cart because once they go in a cart, they never come out. Right. And that is absolutely not true. We've seen that happen lots of times where the dogs, um, you know, they have the cart like for a surgery or something. And they um, are also, you know, being directed by a great physical therapy place or something, you know, uh, with experience. It's real important you get one with experience. Um, but she... Uh, she, there's one I'm thinking of in particular, um, but there, we've had a few and, uh, they have, they, they graduate from the car, you know, it's a matter of building the strength. And that is why now I know you don't have to put their feet up in the stirrups. You can let them leave them down, but it is important that if you don't have their feet in the stirrups and they do not have control of those back legs, you need to put boots or something on their feet to protect their little tonies so they don't get sores because they okay. will get sores if you don't. Yeah. Anytime you have dragging or not able to pick up and put down like a normal, normal okay. movement. So let's talk about, um, we will be wrapping up here shortly, but let's talk about, there are resources and I know that you, you have Casey's cruisers and there are applications for carts. So if, if you're listening, dear listener, dear viewer, um, hopefully, if, 
hopefully not. But if you are find yourself in a situation where you might need a cart and you're afraid of the costs or you're looking for some resources, the way you can do this is go to banditsbandaidinc.org. And that's yep. bandits, B-A-N-D-I-T-S, B-A-N-D-A-I-D-I-N-C.org and look for the cart application on there. And we actually had Carol from Bandits Bandaid on just recently and they do amazing yep. work. So that's a good website if you if you can meander over there to make a donation or see how you can help some of these wonderful animals that they're Absolutely. helping. But when if someone um I guess how we'll wrap this up is to say Tani if you can please tell us tell our audience what where would you tell someone to start? Obviously they can go here for the application, but if someone is like you were at one time facing, oh my gosh, I need a cart for my dog, where where would you tell them to start? So uh, yeah, banditsbandaidinc.org and then the tab is Casey's Cruisers. So look at the tab for the wheelchair program. And um, if you scroll down to the bottom of it, there's the application. Um, you can also go on the Shade Out DM website and there is a link called Helpful Tips. Um, and even if your dog doesn't have DM, we have all the cart companies and, and you know, lifts and slings and boots. And I mean, there's all kinds of links on there as far. I probably should have given that to you. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. we, we, actually, yeah. we encourage you if you're watching or you're listening, go to our YouTube channel or go to any pretty much any platform where they stream um podcasts and yep. we actually did the episode with Tony a few weeks ago and we have some resources there there are some links there that you can look to find um about casey's cruiser but you can go to shade out dm yes and there's also the hashtag shade out dm facebook group as well right yeah yeah there's a yeah. lot of information yeah but as far as the links go it's you know if you can afford to buy your own wheelchair do it you'll yeah. you won't yeah. feel um, obligated to like worry if it gets broken or anything. But on that note, I mean, with Casey's cruisers, if something gets broken, the way our program works is um, we ask that you do a $50 uh, deposit that you get back when you return the cart with all the pieces. <laughs> um, and so then you pay the yeah. yeah, then you pay the shipping both ways. Which is typically for a corgi car, it's usually about 30, oh, that's $30 $50, you know? Um, yeah, one way. Um, but if you, if it's a larger dog, it can be usually about 50 to $70, sometimes a little bit more depending on where you are. And mm -hmm. if I'm sending mm -hmm. a rear cart or a quad car or, you know, the weight, of course. Um, but uh, that's it. I yeah. mean, we, we really are not in this to make money. People, Bobby with Corgi's, they were so amazing for me and such a relief that we just wanted to make this available to other people and other pups, all breeds. And um, uh, basically, when Casey passed away, uh, I said to Bandit's Bandit, I said, hey, uh, what do you want me to do with the cart? You bought it, and I'm so grateful for it. And they said, well... Not really sure <laughs> and turned out they had bought uh, several carts for other people and everybody was kind of wondering the same thing and so they said if you want to head this up 
um, then you can, it, it would be great because we have bought a lot of boxer carts and a lot of, uh, you know, German shepherd carts and, and stuff like that. So right now our fleet is almost 50 carts. Um, yeah. And all different sizes. So dachshund, dachshunds, pugs, um, uh, all the way up to, I think I sent a cart to a, um, oh, I'm brain. What That's is okay. it? A larger breed. You big, big, giant. It was a big 130 pound dog. Yeah. Oh, oh my. That's <laughs> like a baby dog. Bernice Mountain Dog. Oh, ah, those are big. Those are big babies. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so and you, I don't, ahead. I also, I was just going to say, so I only have experience with a corgi in a cart. Um, but I, I do have other people that work closely with me that have the experience with the dogs in the big carts. And I recruit them all the time. I ask them like, Hey, can you connect with this mama and help her know how to do it with the big dog? Right. It, it's gotta be tricky. I mean, they, and Chrissy, I give a shout out to Chrissy because she was so creative. She figured out how to use a rock climbing belt to clip him on to help support him while she changed his diaper and stuff. That's pretty genius. Yeah. yeah really wow. genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just me. Wow. It's a whole network of people that does this. Wonderful. So that's why the hashtag shade out DM group is wonderful because you have a lot of these people that are a part of that. And they're I all willing wanted... to help each other. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to mention this, you know, if you, if you want a cart, two reasons. One, yes, of course, if you can purchase a cart, obviously, uh, but it's, more, I didn't want anybody to get scared if they might yeah. be, if they might be facing this, essentially the short of it is that there are resources to help you kind yes. of guide you through this process if you need mm -hmm. it. And we're telling you where to go. It's the hashtag shade out DM group on Facebook, but you can also go to banditsbanditinc.org and look at their website. And then there's also an application for carts, but you can find more information there because there are links as well. So there are people to help you. And if you, if the price does scare you, if you're having, um, kind of sticker shock from vet bills and things like that. There's a whole community of people. These are volunteers. Yes. So we also recommend if you can, please make a donation um, for any of these. You're helping, you're helping a lot of needful pups and their needful parents, but please don't be scared. There are resources and all of this research and people like Tani here who have gone through this and have um, sort of done the research and development for you and are yes. sharing this information to kind of help guide. So I'm going to wrap us up here. Tani, thank you so much for your time and your experience. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have you on again. This has been great. Thank you. Super. Thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Everybody that, um, anybody that needs a cart, I, I meant to add, it, you can use it for however long you need. So that's wonderful. There's no like time limit. And if we get more that's time good. with our babies, that's always preferable. That's right. Most yeah. Casey rode her wheels and I, I strongly believe that she swam two to three times a week because she loved water. And that kept her buoyant and heart and lungs strong. Um, but she rode her wheels for a month shy of three years. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. That's a lot of wagon rides. Yeah, it is a yeah. lot of wagon rides. That's a lot of, that's a lot of wheel, a lot of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The uh, casters. Is it casters? Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of car parts, you know, yeah. you know, pack the bearings. <laughs> that's a lot of miles on wheels. Well, yeah, that <laughs> is a lot of miles on wheels. Absolutely. That's wonderful though. Yeah. That's that's fabulous. Well, thank Tony, you guys thank so much. Thank you. Have a great you. night. Bye.
Well, we hope you enjoyed this broadcast. Yes. Please like and subscribe. We're here for you every Thursday at Corgitown USA. Please go to banditsbandaid.org, make donations. Uh, you can find the application for Casey's Cruisers there, but you can also find out how you want to donate if you want to help. That's right. So, and feel free to reach out to us at Corgitown USA. It's candy at corgitownusa.com. If you want to email us there, if you need resources and you couldn't find those links or you need help, we are glad to help. And we will see you next week. That's right. Candy, Cat, Chuckles, Digby, Wigan, and the whole Corgi committee. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.